Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Bradley Brumley from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Hope you're having a good day. I know I am because my amazing wife Kim is joining me for a session of AMA. For those of you not familiar with what AMA stands for, that's Ask Me Anything. And she found a book of 4,000 questions. And as if that wasn't enough, she's going to be asking me a few of her own as well. So hope you enjoy it. everybody thanks for being here this is the episode ama and as promised my wife kim here my lovely wonderful <laughs> wife kim is beautiful be beautiful gorgeous <laughs> you've got you've got the full glam going <laughs> me i've got a face for radio right now i look like <laughs> no I you could don't be, you know a, a terrorist i'm not just look like one anyway yeah you just get frequently stopped in the airports yes <laughs> And guys at 7-Eleven thinking I'm from India. Yeah. True story. I'm going in there and the guy says, what part of India are you from? In his Indian accent. How funny. Yeah. What did you say? I said, well, I grew up in Pakistan, actually. And then uh, my family, we moved to India to uh, Dubai back in 84. You did not say that. No, I didn't say that. Okay, it would have been, been funnier if I did <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that clever. I have to think about it way long afterwards to come up with something like that. That's true. That's why it's not a comedy podcast, <laughs> you know, because I'm not that consistently funny. Just you are to me. I love little at everything moments. you say. Well, only when you're here, I'm funnier than just by myself or whatever, you know, with somebody else. That's true. Anyway. It could be because I'm drinking. You are. <laughs> That's how I have to get Kim on here. I just give her some cider. That's right. Set the mic up. Austin East Cider, Blood Orange. Shout out. <laughs> well, free free advertising. <laughs> I know. We actually, we are not sponsored by no. Austin East Cider. They're not paying us yet. But if you'd like to, we're, we are available. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the show. Yeah. So you're going to ask me some questions. Yes. You're going to grill me a little bit. I'm excited about Let's this. do this. <laughs> All right. First question, where did you grow up? So originally from Jonesboro, Arkansas, and lived there until my early early adolescent years and sort of went back and forth between there and Oklahoma. Uh, that's where my dad was from. My mom was from Arkansas. So they just kind of went back and forth for a while. And then finally, I moved to Victoria, Texas, and I fell in love with Texas from the get-go. Hmm. Yeah. I always thought when we were going to move to Texas that there was going to be all these guys with cowboy hats. Or oh, someone told me that, like, oh, you're going to go and there's going to be all these cowboys. And I thought, that's just a stereotype. It doesn't really exist. But when I get to Victoria, they had people called kickers, you know, that wore wranglers and cowboy hats. People didn't do that in Arkansas, at least that's not That's what we called them, too. We called them kickers at our school. Yeah. And it was this whole subculture that did not exist in Arkansas or Oklahoma, at least from my recollection. Really? Yeah. No cowboys in It was in a Oklahoma. Texas thing. Interesting. But I got a pair of Wranglers before it was all said and done. I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> Just see my, uh, oh God, Scott's got this uh, class picture, my senior picture. It's horrible. Maybe I'll scan that in and put it on, you know, some some social media or something out there. 
That'd be cool. Self-incriminating. Anyway, long answer. Let's. <laughs> what's the next question? Okay, so you grew up in Arkansas, yes, Oklahoma, and Texas, and, then to Texas. and pretty much stayed here. Yep. All right. Um, would you consider your childhood a happy one? I would. It was not perfect. You know, my parents divorced, and that was tough. Um, but it was for the best for both of them and I don't hold anything against them. I get it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was overall, it was a happy childhood. I, I don't have any complaints. Who oh. had the most positive influence on you? I'll have to go. Well, the first, when you just asked me that the first person that came to mind is my uncle Danny, because he gave me my first job <laughs> and that was hugely important to me because, you know, I, consider myself to have a good work ethic now. And that was the first time that I had been able to transform labor into money. And it, I fell in love with that concept. That's a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Uncle Danny. What was a frightening event from your childhood? I know that's a weird question, but. Yeah, no, I have a, a scenario for that one or an answer. My dad, uh, when we went to visit his folks in Oklahoma after like a six or seven hour drive at night he gets there and his dad at the time had a three-wheeler um that's like a four-wheeler but even more dangerous uh, I think they got outlawed at some point you can't buy them anymore but at any rate he gets on this thing and says oh let's go for a ride and they live out in the country on this gravel road so we're going down this road in the middle of the night and he didn't see a log that had fallen in the middle of the street or uh, the, the gravel road. And we hit it and just go head over end, you know, into the, <laughs> into the night. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I didn't uh, die or anything. So luckily, and obviously I'm here. Any broken bones? No. no. I mean, really? I, I had a little janky walk for a few days, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to play injured. <laughs> what was the first book you remember reading just for fun? Oh, so there were these books in junior high that they were these choose your own adventure books where you would, it was typically like sci-fi and it would say, if you get into the spaceship, turn to page 64. And if you stay on earth, turn to page 120. And depending on which one you chose, it might say, oh, your spaceship blows up, you're dead. Or, you know, it would take you on... Another, you know, if you uh, would you read them all, like all the different scenarios? Oh, or, yeah, really? Oh, and sometimes if I died, I would like, no, 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 I'm going back, <laughs> I'm gonna choose the other option. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I th I've always said they need to make an adult version of I've never like novels. Read those books, huh? I don't, yeah, I guess they didn't have them for girls or you know, targeted towards girls whenever I saw them. Um, have you ever been in a fist fight? Oh, well, I tried once, it didn't go so well. <laughs> Well, Jay can tell this story much better than I am, so uh, bear with me. I'm going to try to get through this. Um, but we were in San Marcos. I was in my early 20s, and we were at this party with a bunch of people. And I just sort of, uh, I don't know if I was flirting with a girl or just being kind of my usual condescending self back then, but I was really letting the party know, you know, what I, what I thought about things. I, I would often sort of get very boisterous. Really? You, <laughs> you don't know, say. I know that surprises you. 
At any rate, Scott says, look, if you guys are going to get in a fight, you need to tell me now. And I said, no, no, it's fine. Like, these people aren't going to fight me. I didn't realize how annoying that I truly was being, you know, just verbally assaulting people left and right. Mm -hmm. And um, so he leaves and Jay and I stay there. And sure enough, I said the wrong thing to the wrong guy. And he puts me in a headlock and just starts hitting me. So, you know, he and I are going to the floor and little did I know, I'm just not very observant when it comes to situations like this, that the entire party was, it was sort of their high school. You know, we were at someone else's party uh-huh. <laughs> and these guys all jumped in and I look over and Jay is getting beat. You know, he's got two or three guys on him and they finally get us out of the house or out of there. It was an apartment complex away from the party. And we were recuperating at his Ford Ranger trying to figure out what we were going to do because we had left our beer back in their refrigerator. And it was like a full 12 pack. <laughs> oh my God. And there, this was back, you know, when money was tight. Okay. <laughs> this I is in college. Yeah. <laughs> so we said, look, what do you want to do? I remember him asking me, I said, well, I'm with you. He said, well, we don't have our beer. Let's go get it. And so we went back into these people's house and they looked at us like, are you kidding me right now? Like you two are are insane. What did you say? We well, we let him know. Like, look, we left our beer in the fridge, and we're not leaving. I think Jay said this because I wouldn't have been. I was sitting there trembling, like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> so <laughs> he's telling them, these people this that if you don't give us twenty bucks or our beer back, we're not leaving. And sure enough, they were like, "Who's got ten bucks?" You know, they started taking donations to get us out of that apartment. <laughs> and you got your 20 bucks. We did. <laughs> I woke up the next morning uh, and uh, there was like 10 bucks by my phone. Like, hey, man, this is your share from last night. <laughs> so thank you, Jay. That was uh, oh. one of the best memories ever of being in a fight, if there is such a thing. <laughs> That's an excellent answer. Finish the sentence. You can tell a lot about a person by their sunglasses. I stole that from Nate Milner. (laughs) You remember him? I do. Yeah. Back in Arizona, it would be like 125 degrees outside in the middle of August. And everybody's got sunglasses on, obviously, except for Nate. That's right. Yeah. And so I asked him one time, I said, hey, you know, you never wear sunglasses. He said, no, man, gives too much away. And I just thought that dude is on to something. He that's, is, though, because you cool. can tell a lot of person by their sunglasses. Yeah, but I wear sunglasses, so, you know, I guess I'm just giving it away. Or you want to protect your eyes. Yeah, it is bright out there, so I don't know. <laughs> Especially in Arizona. Uh, let's see. What friends do you miss the most? Well, you said friends, so I'm guessing I get to name... A few, but I'll uh, give. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So in no particular order, obviously <laughs> don't, don't get jealous guys, <laughs> but Steve, uh, Spencer, uh, Jimmy Dawson and, uh, Chris Medine come to mind. All guys that I don't get to see often enough. And, but it's whenever we see each other, it's like no time has passed. That's cool. We just instantly pick up where we 
may have left off, you know, and there's no, I don't know. It just feels natural all the time. It's never awkward. So we have to get out there to California and see those dudes. We do. Yeah. Let's make it happen. What friend is most unlike you? I'd have to say G. <laughs> you know, does not I, surprise me. Yeah, he and I, we disagree on things from time to time, but I love that about him because he challenges me. Even something I think, okay, this is the way it is. If, you know, if he comes in with a difference of opinion, we can disagree on everything, but at the end of the day, we're still, we still got each other's backs and we respect each other. In what ways have you changed since getting married? Well, I don't think I've changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's pretty funny. That's a joke for it's a I that's guess a, an that's inside a big joke. joke. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I've I feel like in some ways I've completely changed 180 from when you know you and I first started dating back in 2000 what four. Mm -hmm. And in other ways, I feel like I haven't changed at all. So it's, I know what you're talking about. It's, this question, it, it deserves a bigger answer than I can probably give it. But um, I feel like I have more self-control <laughs> and sense of compassion now than I did back, Yeah, you know. No, I can understand that answer because... I don't know, your habits have changed, but, or your, you know, the things you do, but not who you are. Your, yeah. your core is still the same for sure. Exactly. I think if anything, I've gotten to know myself better since be being married. If I'm stealing another person's phrase, we, I think we grew each other up a lot. So you're a dad now. Yes. What advice would you give a new dad? Um, I think just... Being present, that's what it's taught me the most. And maybe that's because, you know, whenever she in the early times would be up there not going to sleep and I'm trying to give her a bottle or sit there with her, I would have to calm down. Like she would feed off of my energy. I remember one time I was frustrated because it was three in the morning. I wanted to go to sleep. She wouldn't go to sleep. It was my turn. <laughs> so I'm up there. And I didn't, you know, touch her or anything. She's in my arms and I just tense up and she instantly just started crying more. Oh, wow. And I thought, wow, she is totally in tune with energy right now, probably more so than she will as an adult or that we are. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, this is a very good lesson, a good thing to take away just to watch um, the energy I'm giving off to really anyone. Yeah. So that's I, good advice. I don't know if that's advice <laughs> more yeah. than just a personal anecdote <laughs> be present there you go be in tune with let let uh the kid don't be afraid to let the kid teach you that's that's even better title of the book <laughs> <laughs> what tv dad do you think you're most similar to <sighs> well i i would like to think jack on this is us only I'm not going to die. I'm, I'm going to live to be a hundred, <laughs> but that's my, uh, in my mind, but probably reality is more like. That's probably every dad's. Yeah. Every dad thinks they're yeah. Jack. Right. <laughs> but I'm probably more like Phil Dunphy from uh modern family. Just, no. 
dorky dude that thinks he's cooler than he is. <laughs> That's probably reality, but <laughs> no, I'll go with Jack. That's okay. more accurate. You got to say that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So name your top five concerts. Okay. Five. All right. I got to think about this for a second. Okay. Oh, let's do top it. three. Top three? Top three okay. favorite concerts of all time. That's a hard question. Yeah, that's that's a big one because I've seen a show or two in my day. I mean, not so many in the last couple of years, but before that, I was we would go to shows all the time. Like, yes, we did. I remember at least two to three a month or maybe one to two a month. Yeah, at least. Would be, and they're not like huge, you know, arena type shows, but some type of live music mm -hmm. at least once a month back when we were <laughs> younger. Kidless. Yes. So I'd have to put Springsteen on that list. Um, I don't know what, if this is really, again, I don't think this is a order of top. It's not relatively ranked, but I'd say Springsteen, me and Brian Marscovetra, I remember we went to the show with Scott and I think Chris Medine was there and they, he opened with Atlantic city and it was kind of a new spin on it. And I love it when artists do that. And Brian and I just kind of turned and looked to each other like, Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we were geeking out hard. That's it, was, awesome. it was a great show. Um, uh, two would have to be tool. Uh, at my favorite time to see them, because I've seen them a few times, is the Sunken Gardens in San Antonio. It was in the 90s. They just released, I think, their second album. And it was, they were really in their prime. You know, they were gaining a momentum. And it was just, it was a religious experience. And my third one, I think I'm going to have to go with the war on drugs. Really? Yeah. That's a recent show. That is. The one that you and I went to. That oh, was so good. It was so good. good. Yeah. It was at Stubbs. Yes. And I could have sat there for another two hours and listened to those guys play. Oh, my God. They were so good. Oh, if you guys we get a chance. to go yeah, if I, they come again. I would go see them on a school night. That's how much I like war on drugs. And I hate stubs and I couldn't see anything, but it was still amazing. They just sounded so good. Sometimes yeah. you go see a band and you're like, Oh, that's a, that's a studio band. They make a good record or, you know, recording, but you know, it's a little different when you've got to play it live and they don't, sometimes they don't always nail it, but they nailed it. They hit it out of the park. Oh yeah. Recordings don't do them justice. So yeah, those are my three <laughs> for right now. What album have you listened to the most and why? The album I have listened to the most, I just instantly related to it right away, was Nutramilk Hotels uh, in an Airplane Over the Sea. That, uh, that album just impacted me so much. It just blew me away. Um, Jeff Mangum, he's kind of the... It's really the moniker for Jeff Mangum, Neutral Milk Hotel. It's a weird name, but if you check out the album, it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's he's from the South. I'm from the South and I can kind of hear different overtones or maybe I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we are alike. See, he has that line and I understand that um, something like that. But 
It's the one I've listened to the most. What song makes you instantly happy? I know it's probably overplayed. I've heard a lot, but um, probably Bob Marley. Uh, was it Three Little Birds? Really? Yeah. I know that's maybe corny. No, that's a good one. But it makes me instantly happy. <laughs> it's on Olivia's playlist. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> Excellent choice. I don't think you've granted me access to that playlist yet. Well, you be adding things that don't need to be on there. <laughs> I do have a tendency to go outside the box on some playlist. Yeah. But well, with her, you just try to really expand her. <laughs> I had her saying Pink Floyd yesterday. That I, was... <laughs> I bet you did. It was good. I should have recorded it. That would have been a good one to drop in here. <laughs> that would have been cool. Where in the world would you like to go hiking? I just missed a chance to go to Big Bend, and I'm kind of kicking myself for it. Um, those guys look like they had a great time. Um, but if I could go anywhere, I would say the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah. I, ever since the movie Wild, yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, well, I read the book. You turned me on to the book, which was really good, intense. Well, I heard after the movie or after the book and movie, um, it's a really popular trail. Like, everyone oh. tries to go wild now. Like, oh, you just. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad, but then again, I'm not. Yeah. Because when I go hiking, I don't mind. This is going to sound really snooty. Um, I don't mind seeing people, but it's better if I'm alone. I don't want to see people. Well, that's kind of why How you go hiking. How dare you hike on this trail? <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> go somewhere no, else. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of a bummer. I mean. Yeah. But it's, kind of, it's a bummer. Does that change your it's, answer? Yeah, maybe I go Appalachian Trail. <laughs> there you go. What is the most difficult habit you've tried to get rid of? The hardest habit to break for me. I think that's the song. Hardest habit to break for me was coffee. I couldn't even break it. Yeah, I think you went like a month, a month yeah. and a half, something like that. Yeah, I read something about... Basically, what happens when you drink caffeine is that it squeezes your adrenal gland so that you get this burst of energy, kind of the way you would if you're being chased by, you know, a lion, um, and it wakes you up. And But the thing is, you have a finite amount of adrenaline in your system, so you can it can lead to adrenal failure. Um, oh, wow. So it's kind of scary. Wow. Especially the copious amounts of coffee that I've drank. You've, you've gotten better. <laughs> I'll say that. I try, you know. But yeah, that was a hard, hard, was hard month and a half. Yeah, I said no, no. For the both of us. Yeah, I think it's best for <laughs> my sanity and our marriage if I just drink coffee. Yes, Brad is moderate. happy with coffee. <laughs> Where were you on 9-11? That... I remember uh, I lived off Spicewood Springs and I worked like a 12 to 9 shift at this call center. But um, Jimmy needed a ride to work the next day and he lived right down off 360. So I wake up kind of early and I drive over to see him and I happen to have it on NPR and they were talking about the World Trade Center. And I honestly, this is how big of a heel I was. I didn't even know what that was at the time. <laughs> I'd never been to New York and, you know, the, I didn't know the building. So, um, but 
as soon as he got in the car, he instantly knew, and, and it was crazy. Wow. But do you remember where you Did were? you go to work? Oh, I did, but they said, yeah, we're not going to be calling people today, <laughs> so <laughs> you can go ahead and go back, <laughs> which is a good call. Yeah. How about you? Do you... I was asleep when it happened, when the first plane hit. Yeah. Um, I was living off of Old Torf. I just moved to Austin, and um, I was asleep, and my roommate's boyfriend called me and was like, hey, did you see the news? You know, the World Trade Center. And me too. I was just waking up, and I'm like, World Trade Center? What's that? Like, what? what's going on? And so I turn on the TV, and right as I turn on the TV, the second plane hit. Wow. And my roommate came home. She was uh, at class or something, and we just sat on the couch and watched CNN all yeah. day. Yeah, I think that's day. what everybody did. Yeah, we all just went home and watched the news. That's when I became a news junkie. Mm. Yeah, that's where I said, "Oh my God, I've got to pay attention. This stuff is getting crazy." Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Such a sad day. Luckily, things have calmed down, and there's nothing <laughs> to worry about now. All is good. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right, so here's the last question. You're off the hook. <laughs> but I'm going to make it hard. I'm going to make it a two-parter. Okay. Uh, what is your goal with this podcast, and what's in store for us? I don't really have any kind of theme. I think I mentioned that in the intro. But I do want to connect. I've got a lot of ideas of how to just talk more to people. And also... When I think about this whole thing and what I'm doing with it, I feel like there's a need to leave something behind. That way, when Olivia is my age and I'm 80 or whatever, and she wants to hear what dad was like back then, she'll be able to fire this up and, you know, take a listen and have you on here, too. So, you know, even if we don't get any other listeners, I'm just making a, an audio diary and hopefully I can find some uh, gullible participants along the way that want to take part in this as well. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited. I'm just really proud of you and just really exciting to see you just dive into this project head first. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I looked around, I said, Hey, I think I have all the equipment. And then I did a little research and lo and behold, you, they, you can actually record this from your phone. Uh, I was going to go that route and I thought, well, God, the mic's right there. The stand's over here. Uh, you know, maybe I should actually, you know, put some effort into this and see what it would sound like. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you being here and asking all these questions. I know you don't particularly like to be in front of a microphone. I don't. I don't like the sound of my own voice, but. Well, you should. It's You begged hard enough. You have enough. a great voice. <laughs> am, I, am I right, America? No. And beyond I nervously giggled too much, but it's all right. You, you, you asked, and here well, I thank am. you. It means a lot to me. That does it for this week. I want to thank Kim for doing this episode with me. Hopefully, she'll do more in the future. You can reach me at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.